0: Everybody is already that, whether they recognize it or not. There is only that. That's what non-duality is all about. Non-dual, one without a second. There is nothing separate and apart from that non-dual essence that you are. Now all that needs to happen is resonate with it or recognize it. Welcome to the Urban Guru Café. from this believed-in entity and trying to get into non-duality, from the idea of concept of duality to non-duality, and it can never ever happen. And the further they go looking for the answer in the mind, the more divided it becomes. can't be grasped or described. Any term or any label or any concept that denotes it other than that is problematic. But that is no thing. Door. but you can't say, I am not.
1: Bob, you say that this is not for the few, but most people think that you and all those who are speaking clearly are special somehow. Can you say something about this?
0: Well, that's what we're saying. Years ago, it's always been understood by someone down through the ages, but they might have been in a little village somewhere and only a few would get to hear what they had to say, and out of those few there might be one, two that understand it, and then pass it on to somebody else, and that's how the word got around. Well there's only a few that can really see what they're saying, but in this day and age when we've got computers, we've got all these things, and there's so much ancient texts and scriptures have been gone into, and there's so much recognition of it he realises everybody is all ready and ever that, even if they don't say it. Well, but with the communication, the way it gets around now, CDs and DVDs, books and talks and God knows what, it's open there for everybody to take it, pick it up, take it, and listen to the pointers and see for themselves, and realise that there's nothing or nobody special. Because the idea of special is a different sort of awareness, if you like. Nobody at all. Everybody is already that, whether they recognize it or not. There is only that. That's what non-duality is all about. Non-dual, one without a second. There is nothing separate and apart from that non-dual essence that you are. Now all that needs to happen is resonate with it or recognize it. And in the resonance of it, what we call resonance with it, it's recognized innately when you hear it, when it's heard or read, something lets you know, I already know this. So I come up, ah, yes, it, it sits well with you, it jolts.
1: It makes sense.
0: Yes, because, why? Because innately, it's recognized, not something that has to be cognized, because it's already been cognized, it's already known, but it's seemingly obscured by the belief in the separate entity. and then the recognition of it, whenever it's recognized, more and more, the, the old habitual belief in that is seen through and let go of, and you realise, yeah, well, I am already that, always have been. That's all there is. And you can't live from the point of view of an entity anymore because there never ever was one. And you see that. You see, it was never there now. You realise it never ever was there. While you were living in the end right, ignoring it, it was still that that was functioning and patterning you. And it was not a thing you as the entity has ever done. Never could or never would. No, you never was, never will be. But living has happened. Living still has happened. Just the same. Your heart's beating. Cells are being replaced. Everything's happening. The function's all happening, all quite effortlessly, even the thinking. can't tell me what your next thought is. You can't choose a thought. Thoughts come up, thoughts arise, thoughts play around. There is no thinker. Thinking is happening. There is no seer. There is no entity ever. No dualism whatsoever. Yet the whole appearance, the whole manifestation appears dualistically. There couldn't be any manifestation without it appearing dualistic. Because there couldn't be day without night, there couldn't be silence without sound, movement without stillness, subject-object without... You. Take all those dualistic things away, what are you? You're back to the no-thing, the cognizing emptiness always are anyway, which, in which plays around as patterns, shapes and forms, which in essence are still that new thing, they haven't got any substantiality or independent nature at all.
1: Buddhism, Christianity, all of those religions, they all point to the same thing, but somehow the whole message has been distorted somehow, you know, in the delivery. What are some of the truths of these religions and what's happened along the way that's kind of stuffed it all up?
0: The simplest is in all of them. In Hinduism, for instance, they call it Advaita. Advaita meaning non duality. And they try and explain non duality by saying one without a second. And they put that one without a second on, which is very important, because even the idea of one implies there could be other than one. To cancel out that idea that there's anything other than one, they say one without a second. In the Buddhist Dog chin, they say it's non-conceptual, ever fresh, presence awareness, just this, nothing else. The just this, nothing else, again, cancels out the idea that there can be anything other than that. And Christianity, Christ says, I and the Father are one. But the Father is greater than than I. I is an expression or an appearance in that oneness. There is only that. In in Judaism, they say, the Lord thy God is one God. There is none other, meaning there's none, means no one or no thing other than that. Call it God, if you like, but that's the label they put on it. But meaning it's the one, intelligence, energy, expression, The Muslims say, there is no God but God, and Allah is his name. Only that, and if you ask them what Allah is, Allah is no thing. Again, pointing back to that. So, without the name on it, God is no thing, in which everything expresses and plays around in. All the so-called things are nothing other than that. Look into them all and you'll find... The basis of them all is one without a second. But then they come along and get into arguments and thoughts about it and ideas and concepts and divide it, divide it. Well, they've got the idea that they're separate entities without questioning it. And and they're trying to get from this believed-in entity into non-duality, from the idea or concept of duality to non-duality. And it, it can never, ever happen. And the further they go looking for the answer in the mind, the more divided it becomes. Like in Hinduism, like they've got divide up into three gunas, the five tattvas, the thirty-six something else, and something else and something else, the same in Buddhism, in Christianity, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, you know, three aspects of the one, but they're divided. <laughs> one fellow that stands out as the Son, and another <laughs> and all the rest of it. And then everybody else that is a sinner, a dualistic person has got to come back to the one. It's the one essence expressing is everything all the way through. But we lose sight of that simplicity, what the ancients have always said. There is only that, you are that, and they call it that. Thou art that, this is that. The that they put on it because it can't be grasped or described. Any term or any label or any concept that denotes it other than that is problematic. But that is no thing at all. But you can't say, I am not.
1: senses wide open. Many think that it means that they have to focus the mind on all of these senses, but this is incorrect. Can you explain what it means to remain with the senses wide open?
0: Well, what's happening with you right now? Aren't you seeing? Aren't you hearing? Are you focusing on now? Is thinking happening? Tasting? Touching? Smelling? They're all happening? Now, they're all there, naturally but throughout the day most of them ignored just for the functioning of thinking there's more focus in the thinking what I'm going to do, what I did just do what I'll do tomorrow, what I'll do about this or that, the other and we're not realising that the other senses are functioning just as effortlessly and just as much so what are you going to do when you recognise that? You've got to relax a little bit on the chatter that's going on there and realizing it's not going to get you anywhere in the long run. What is necessary to be done about that will be done. And just realise that all these other things are happening also. Then isn't it more equilibrium if that's happening rather than the focus going into the chatter? So if you're not thinking about these things, and that's all the that so-called mind is, is thinking, if you're not thinking about the seeing, the hearing the testing, what happens? You're naturally alert, and your realisation is that seeing's happening, hearing's happening, tasting, touching, smelling are happening. If you've got a pin in that seat, you know, you don't have to think about it, you have to get up and move your backside off the seat very smartly and realise it's just the same thing. It's all happening quite effortlessly by itself. But again, what they tell us it's ignorance. We're ignoring our true nature and focusing on to the, the, the erroneous belief in this entity because while the belief in that entity, the focus is towards that entity. Achieving, gathering, amassing, accumulating, doing whatever to, to make it whole, make it complete, where it feels happy, where it feels well. And that's all mental stuff. But natural functioning, without are too concerned with the mental stuff, whatever mental stuff is there necessary for the functioning will be there now, and just the, the same, the seeing, the hearing, the teaching. There's a recognition that there's an overall livingness there that's not particularised or not. You know, in some separate or special. Thing. Well, you are the actual livingness thing. Can't be personal because there's no person. Person's only the mask. The conceptual image. That's all the mask is, a conceptual image. All another way of putting it is per is through and so and through a vibration. That's all it is. Patterns are vibrations. And we are taking the mask or the vibrating pattern to be real rather than seeing what it is, for what it is. It's that pure intelligence energy that you are. ¶¶ is almost like a magnifying glass, because you, you're focusing in on the mind. You go out in the sun, you get a magnifying glass, and you put it on your skin, and you pinpoint it so that the sun's fine a little burn. Right? burn. Like I said, paper, a light and everything, But focusing that on one point. And the same when we focus all these thoughts like that in our head, that's when the suffering becomes more acute. But if you've got that sunlight overall, it's not going to do you that damage, but you'll see Quite well with it, it illuminates things quite well, and what's necessary. But there's no particular focus on where it comes to the burning suffering concept we make.
1: is so simple, but people keep thinking there is some intellectual mystery to it all. Mm. Can you explain why it is not an intellectual mystery and it's not about mental gymnastics? Because people often just think they've got to understand something.
0: Well, what can be more simple than one without a second? A singularity, if you like, just one without a second, nothing other than that. No complication whatsoever in that. It's that the nature of the mind being dualistic is a vibration, realises we try to grasp it with the concept, which is conceptual, it's going to be dualistic if they can grasp it with the concept. And the nature of the mind is constantly dividing, being a, a vibration that's constantly dividing. So that's why we break it down into so many things while we're looking for the answer in the mind. But you come back to full stop, pause of thought, What's there? And there's no mental gymnastics going on. What's there? Isn't it a singularity again? Which it always was anyway. Now even though the seeming division is going on it and it's realised that that's only a patterning expression, appearing as different, but it's still the one essence that's expressing as everything, there's going to be so much involvement in the patterning. It's going to be recognised for what it is. What needs to be done will be done through that that thing. It won't be the big deal that it seems to be when we're constantly suffering and trying to find it. But trying to work it out in the mind, the story goes on and on and on. And that's our problem. We've taken on this belief in duality and we're trying to get from duality into non-duality. And it can never, ever happen because there never, ever was any duality. It was a fiction all the way through. And you've always been that non-dual one without a second. So that's the singularity of it all again and the simplicity of it all. You are always, already, and never were that. There is nothing other than that. And there appears to be many, many other things. Instead of taking the appearance to be real, seeing that everything can be broken down into that one essence. Say here, if you look at it, there is no ego to drop. It. It's an erroneous belief that we've never questioned. And questioning it, saying that you're seeing right now, you're hearing right now, and the thought comes up, says, I see, which translates that seeing into a, a pseudo-subject to see I see. And I see the chair becomes an object. And you're hearing the same way, the thought comes up and translates it, and I hear, I hear this, I hear that. Again you've created a pseudo-subject, so the eye is not telling you I see and the ear is not telling you I hear. The seeing and hearing are happening through that instrument so by the same essence that's causing the thinking and everything else to happen, the same functioning intelligence, it's enabling the hearing to happen, the seeing to happen, it's functioning through the, the brain and all the rest of it, those thoughts and all these other instruments that are intelligence energy in the body patterned into different organs. So the thought I see can't see, the thought I hear can't hear. Have a look at that and see, the eye's not saying I see, the is not saying I eh? see, the thought that's translating it. And when it translates, we relate it to this entity we believe ourselves. That's me, the fictitious entity that's translating and saying I see, and I hear, but the thought can't see, the thought can't hear, the thought can't be aware, so the, all it is that thought up entity hasn't got any power, or independent nature of self to do any of those things.
1: You say you are already there. So you're saying if we go into the notion of becoming, we're missing it completely. We're missing what's been pointed to.
0: But again, as I said before, omnipresence, omnipotence, omniscience. That's another way of they express non-duality, total presence, total power, total intelligence, not three things, but three different aspects of the one. So any idea of becoming takes you seemingly away mentally and conceptually from omnipresence because becoming implies some future time. Now, if it's omnipresence, what future time is there? So if you've got any idea or any concept of becoming, you've subtly moved away in your mind only from omnipresence into some future time. But we point out that time itself is a mental concept also. There is no past unless you think about it, there's no future unless you think about it. And when you're thinking about the past, you're not living in the past, you're recalling it. And the only actuality you're giving it is what you're giving it right in this moment. Same in the future, you can't live a moment in the future. All you're doing is imagining it, the future, and you're imagining it right now if you're thinking about the future. So you realise that from that, that you've never moved away from right now, In the concept of time, you seem to move away in your mind, but when you look at it, in your mind you're not even moving away because the thoughts are about the past and the future, always right now. And you've never ever moved away from this omnipresence. So how can you become? Becoming is not being being means something that's happening in the immediacy of this moment, which you can't negate. You can't negate that being, which is presence. It's already here and now. It's
1: already here and now. It's
0: always here and now. Always here and now. And time's got to be measured from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Time has a so-called beginning and an end. But what's your valid reference point that you can measure time from? You find there's nowhere in space where you can measure anything from. There's no center or circumference of space where it can be measured from space like awareness or space like intelligence. The reference point we put on it, which we're measuring it from this Conceptual image and based on past, so called past events and experiences, which was recalled in the immediacy of this moment, if necessary, or I did this yesterday and I don't like it or something like that. Not realizing that the only reality it's got is what's happening right now, if you're not relating it to yesterday or if something comes up about, you know, to know what to do about it in the moment, well, that's all right, that's how it is, but believing in the concept of time, you'll never find the answer. You know, I always say, have a look at all the fairy stories. They're all based on once upon a time. They a beginning and hap- lived happily ever after. Based on a concept of time. They tell me a fairy story that's not based on time. Yeah, well, any story that's not any
1: based story, on time. Any
0: story, yeah. Every story is a fairy story. <laughs>
1: that all the me is, is a
0: thought. If you pause a thought right now, and anybody can pause a thought, do you fall apart? Do you disappear? Is that the finish of it without a thought? What's there? Isn't there seeing, Hearing, tasting, touching, smelling, breathing, functioning, happening. All that's happened is thought has paused for a moment. Now in that seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling, and thinking is paused, there's no entity there doing any of those things, but they're all happening, still happening quite naturally, just like out in nature, you know, the sun's shining and the day's turning into night, planets are moving around, seasons are coming and going, all quite effortlessly, there's no entity pulling the strings out there. Well, you see, the thought is paused, there's no entity doing anything. So from that moment, you realise the difference between the pure intelligence and thinking. And you realise you couldn't have a single thought without that life essence there. So thinking relies on that life essence just the same as the breathing and everything else. You up that there's no thinker. And then you see that there's no thinker there, or no seer, no entity at all that's been divided by thought. Thinking is happening. But the thought, I think, we've created a thinker, me, a thinker. And I think this thought, well the thought I'm thinking has become the object and the idea that I'm thinking that thought has become the subject. And what is subject, object? Isn't it dualism? So we've created the dualism in the non-dual thinking, the non-dual seeing, we've created the seer and the seen. The seeming division is a mental or conceptual creation which has no substance or any independent nature itself, even though it's there, it's still the one essence, the one intelligence energy that's patterning that thought, and patterning the belief or the idea in a the subject-object. There's no truth in it whatsoever, just conceptual imaging or patterning that's seemingly dividing the non-conceptual. And you know that, you see it out there in the universe, you're not going to negate the universe, the way it's functioning. But the metaphors they use is like the blue sea, one of them. You know you'll never get a bucket of blue water out of the sea, but it doesn't stop the sea from appearing to be blue. So you know the blueness in the sea is only an appearance, but you're not bound by it anymore. You can admire it, like it, you're not going to try and do away with it. So well, that's only appearance of going to dismiss it because it's always going to appear to be blue. the water in a mirror, is going to appear to be so. The difference is you know the truth about it. And you're not bound into it anymore. When you know the truth about the entity, it's like the mirage, it's just like the blue sea, it's like the rainbow and all the other seemingly things that appear to be real. The, the entity is just as unreal or an appearance or an expression as those things, but it's essence is one and the same thing. Everything's still going to appear. but the truth is known about it, there's no entity to become involved in this or take delivery of it or be beaten up by the way it's going on and as Banky says everything is perfectly resolved in the unborn. The only thing that was ever born was the belief in the entity and that's no longer when it's seen for what it is that you are the unborn essence itself like in nature things resolve themselves everything resolves itself in nature to us it might look like very chaotic from our narrow point of view but in the overall point of view Nature's working itself out. It has over billions of years, of so-called time, but those billions of years are all conceptual too. They've got to be measured from, by us from a reference point, but it's timeless apart from that. But It's working itself out quite actively. And it's the same thing is happening here. The livingness goes on here with expression. That pattern, and the pattern ages and breaks down after all. But nothing's lost. In the breaking down, where does it all go what happens to the wave? There's always water that just uh, dissolves back into the water. The form and shaping as a wave it disappears as far back on you know the have been listening to The Urban Guru Café. The Urban Guru Café is produced in Australia.